Sorry if you can hear me eating. I'm literally having my tea. <laughs> oh, that's all right. What you it's got? just a sandwich. I've just put a, had a ham sandwich with some bacon crisps in it. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. Sounds <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Anything to soften it in there? A bit of sauce? No. I was tempted to put a bit of mayo in, but I thought better of it. I'm not sure how mayo... Mind you, I don't know what would go with crisps. What flavour crisps again? Bacon. Bacon flavour crisps. Oh, I do meet one. <laughs> Got the really thick uh, Robertson's bread as well. Robert's bread, I mean. I can't stand anything than thick cut. It's got to be thick cut. What? Not Robertson's, oh, that's shit. Since Mrs. on the calf, she's been having this and we tried it at the calf. So she just brings us a lot of farm there every other day. What is it? What, what brand? It's called Robert's. Oh, I don't know that one. It's really thick. It's probably close to an inch thick each slice, but there's a lot less slices in the loaf. Bloody how an inch thick. It's not far off. So Dave Rose. Hello and welcome to the We Don't Grow Up podcast with me, Ant, and I'm here with Dave. Hi. <laughs> the energy, Dave. The energy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see some energy. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's start video games. We're going to talk films and TV later, but games first. Um, let's start Pez. You've been playing Pez 2019, the new one. Yes. Got the job on a FIFA. Lot. FIFA's not out yet, is it? I think FIFA doesn't go out for about another three weeks. Oh, so it's got a good head start. How's it? Yeah. How are you finding it? Uh, very, very good. I mean, I, I say that every year when I first start playing them, but generally I play them like on and off for two weeks and then I kind of drop off them but I've played this solid for a week and I'm actually playing various game modes this time and I feel invested in it a lot more in the single player Mm. Um, which single player are you doing? I'm doing my club become a legend I haven't started Master League yet I've been doing the online divisions playing just friendly matches with my son Uh, it's just I mean, I say it every year, it's a really good game, but this year, it it feels a lot like football. It, that sounds stupid, but it feels <laughs> it feels like you can play the way you want to play football. Mm. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm no expert in Pep Guardiola, I'm no Pep Guardiola, as I like to mark Bielsa, but I love the way Arsene Wenger played football. I adore the way Manchester City play football and, and I love the way Bielsa's got Leeds playing at the moment. But you, you can play that type of football in Pez and I never ever get the feeling you can do that in FIFA because there's that, there's that button delay. And I think mm. if you play FIFA and you become used to it, you don't notice it. But I think if you're like myself and you play Pez and then go to FIFA, it sticks out like a sore thumb. And that's not knocking the game because obviously millions love it like that. Mm. And it, it does what it does very well. It does the polish, and I think that delay comes from the slick animation. Yeah. But I never think that Pez lacks the animation, but it does feel more oh. responsive. I don't know how. It's, it, I've, I've actually read in the reviews this year that Pez has got a bit more of a delay than previous seasons in the button prompt, you know, press mm. and prompt, on screen prompt. But um, like you just uh, mentioned, the, the animations in Pez. Some of the stuff I've seen, and you know, it, it's that's the one thing Pez has always had. 
you can play it for a year and then you'll see something new happen <laughs> like a month before you get rid of it for the new game. Yeah. And um, it, it, there's crazy stuff like that in Pez now. Like, I think to myself, I've seen all the goals. Surely there's no more different dives for the goalkeepers. I, I know some people think I've only played it a week, but I saw this dive the other day and I was like, wow, that's just like it's something you really do see in football from a lot of goalkeepers now. And the goalkeeper come and he could have caught it, but he punched it, and then I had a rebound, and it just he dived, but it hit a player, and it went wide the other side of the post. And I was like, it's just fantastic that he's he's already set to make his dive, mm. and because there's actual ball physics in there, and it's not like I can't explain it. It's not on a pre-programmed route, and he's just waiting for that deflection and then move. He's already gone, so the deflection has completely caught him off. But um, mm. little things like that, and then the it's there's. The referees are a lot more strict this year, which is good. A couple of things like which are a bit irritating about it, like you get booked a lot more. But um, I'd rather have it that way than no fouls at all. Um, I just can't get my I can't explain how good the passing system is in it now. The way you can, you know, like players ping it from one side of the pitch to the other, but it's low. Mm. You can just hold X four power and do that anyway. You don't need to hold like. I think on FIFA you have to hold R1 and then press circle and the ping it on the floor. None of that. You just do it. Circle, do it. Knock down the passing level to one or two, whatever you prefer. Um, and you could do that thing where you miss a player. You know, like sometimes you want to go wide, but it hits the middle player before yeah, it goes yeah. to the wide player. You can just completely do, miss that now. And the shooting's brilliant. There is a couple of flaws which I'm not going to, I am going to mention. I'm not going to gloss over. Um, when I first played it, I was having no issues but then when it came when the actual game was released on the launch date there was an update and the heading is a lot harder to get on target and it's frustrating because when you do hit the target there's not enough power to beat the goalkeepers so mm. that needs tweaking I'm not saying pat, like a, a complete overall it needs tweaking so that the ratio to winning headers in the box is maybe 70% to defenders free to 30% to attackers but even if you are winning them, they need to kind of get that 50-50 balance that it's on target and it's beating keepers and keepers are saving it. You know what I mean? Mm. They've got to get that right as well. And the only other issue I'm having is that when the you, you change your cursor, it shows you where the next cursor is going to. Yeah. But it must just be me because I'm that used to automatically changing that I'll keep forgetting to change and then I'm missing the second ball. A lot, but I'm going to put that down to my inadequacies instead of the game. So what's that? You it doesn't change. You know, you got the little you got the little blue triangle above your player's head that you're in control of, and the white one for the next one. It'll have a hollow triangle above another player to say that is who you will click onto next if you press L1. Yeah. But sometimes you you the ball goes towards them, and you think, oh, they'll get that now, and then I'll just run off with it. But it doesn't because you've got to change and intercept the ball yourself. Oh, is that a new thing? Yeah, I think FIFA have implemented it as well this year, and it is a good idea. It's just you've got to get your brain, program your reprogram your brain mm. to the new kind of system. So if you don't, yeah, take it is a good system. Player. I just got to. If if sometimes it's coming to them and you're just waiting for the ball to reach them, but then a defender, because the AI is quite good on the opposite opposition, will sneak in and get it. You need to click onto that player and come and get the ball. Mm. instead of just like you say as a kids at football don't wait for the ball to come to you because it's not always going to reach you 
So it's a bit like that, really. Mm. But it's it's very good, and obviously there's a real lack of licenses and whatnot, and real tournaments and stuff. But like I mentioned to you before we came on, um, there's a Pez Universe site which seems to have it all. You can pay ten pound a year membership, and that gives you every update they make. If you've got a PC, that's the best option. Or you can pay twelve pound and they'll send it out a USB. But then, with the updates coming out through the year you want to be able to have access to a laptop to keep updating your files. It's mm. a nuisance, isn't it? Yeah, and the update stuff is PlayStation only and PC because Xbox have somehow blocked it. It's... I don't know how. Mm. Uh, but it's, yeah. it's still a better game, that's the thing. Well, that's my, yeah, that's my opinion as well. I mean, obviously I played, I think I was speaking to you about long back, FIFA 18, and I just... I, I just cannot get into it. It just doesn't feel like football to me. It just feels like it's, it's going to sound stupid, but it feels like it actually feels like a video game imitating football. Whereas in Pez, I feel like I'm a coach. <laughs> I'm playing control, but then playing the way I want them to play. I'm not looking for gaps or um, you know like problems with the AI or mm. you know like if you play in say. Um, a boss rush game and you realise there's a certain pattern they do or a weakness to an enemy it feels like that in FIFA like you know you try to work out what the computer's not good at and what it'll do in certain situations to beat it yeah whereas in PES it's quite, it feels a lot more fluid like you might play a match and um, you, you're attacking down the left and your right winger will bomb on and all of a sudden one pass to the middle a free ball to the right and you're in that might only happen once in the game because then the AI changes as if to say, no, you're not going to keep doing that to us because <laughs> you've exposed a, an issue with our tactics. So, and it does seem to adapt. I could be completely wrong, but it does seem like that to me. It sounds amazing. Superlatives are all the same every year. It feels like proper football. Yeah. It, it just always does. Recently, it had a, a lull a few years back, didn't it? Yes, yeah, big but time. It's, it's been back on form. I've been playing the 2018, the free version. Yeah. I don't know how stripped back it is or limited. I've been playing the My Club. Yeah. And obviously, that will make money by you spending real money Yeah. to get the in-game currency to buy decent players. I was getting yeah. annoyed with it last night, and I... I was going to delete it. I lost three games on the bounce and the teams had like Roberto Carlos and David Beckham. I didn't even know you could get these old retired players. Yeah. But they're in there and they were kicking my ass. So I was going to quit and then I went on, thought I'd spend, I said, instead of deleting it, I'll just use some of this currency I've got and just see what I get yeah. in the transfer market. And I got a couple of good players, not amazing players. I didn't recognize their yeah. names, but they've been, they're ready. I haven't used them yet. They're in my team, so I'm going to go back and see, see if they improve my luck. Yeah. But um, when I first started, you get a player, you get to pick an amazing player for five games, don't you? I couldn't take so I only played a few, about four or five matches so far. It might be six on my, my club on 2019. It's the first time I've really got into it. And have you been given a free player, an amazing player? Yes, I've got Kevin De Bruyne at the start, yeah. I had Gareth Bale and I miss him. <laughs> yeah, it's a massive difference when you lose that player. Yeah. I mean, first, the very first game, 
he played obviously, but he didn't feature much. And as one five nil, and one of my all the goals came from other players. A hat trick yeah. from my other striker. He's never looked that good since. <laughs> yeah, that happened to me. It's um, it's it's an odd one because I I like the idea of my club, but I I, I must admit it. I find it a bit frustrating that you have to get certain agents to have a better chance at signing certain players, mm. and the menus are still a bit of a fucking joke. Oh, excuse my French, they're a bit of a mess still on um, Pez. It just doesn't. Nothing seems easy to get round, especially in my club. Mm. Um, but um, like it's what's most important is what happens on the pitch, and what happens on the pitch and Pez is sublime. Yeah, very. True. Yeah, I, they become a they become a legend. I'm really loving. Um, I I started as a defensive midfielder because I love just getting the ball and spraying it around. But getting a bit bored. I'm playing for Ipswich, but they're quite good. To be fair, they're better than they should be. And um, I'm just not seeing much of the defensive side of it. So you can train in the second position. So I've started training in attacking midfield. Mm. Mm. So what? Just, what's become a legend then? You just play one guy on the pitch. One player on the pitch, yeah, a bit like when we used to play FIFA eleven. And well, I, I started playing it in NHL. So I bought last year's NHL on the mm. cheap. And um, I said to um, Reggie, I said, maybe this might be the, fu- the future for me with sports games. Trying this, so I thought I'll give it a crack on PES, and I really am enjoying it. I, I just love the idea of. It's like how I like to play football when I played. I like, obviously, I played in goal all my life, but when I played out, I used to just love playing simple football, just receiving it and mm. playing the simple passes and the odd, you know, like clever pass. Because, so, I mean, if you're always trying to play the clever pass in real football, eventually people are just, they know what to expect from you. Mm. You know what I mean? And um, I love that about Pez, just get the ball, sometimes give it back to someone at the left back, right back, start again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bring Because yeah. that's what happens in pairs all the team. You go backwards and they, take, they come back out and then you can rebuild and start again and, yeah, become a legend. I think I'm going to invest a lot of time into that, trying to get into the national squads and get signed by better teams, etc. Let's see if that's on the free version. I've got, I'd like to try that. Good. I'm sure the, I'm not sure if it is, but I, I was sure the free version was only like exhibitions and my club because it's basically a free to play game. Then isn't mm. it with all the stuff you can buy? Mm. But it is good. Yeah. Right. Let's move on. FIFA recommended, not FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> FIFA shat on. Yeah, Big up pairs and then yeah. Recommend angles. FIFA. Recommend FIFA. <laughs> Sponsored by FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, let's talk um, Overcooked 2. Um, I picked that up. Oh. Uh, me and you both fans of Overcooked, the first game. Yes, I still haven't finished it. I haven't. Children it's... are just shit. <laughs> <laughs> just sh- they're just shit at Overcooked. We always end up arguing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been playing with uh, Nora, my little girl. She's six. I bought all the Hori <laughs> pads. Remember the other pad we looked at? Have you Gordon Ramsay? Gordon Ramsay did yet? Um, no. no <laughs> what I'm are not. you doing? <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't respond well to stick. She's more of a carrot. She, <laughs> yeah. She likes her encouragement. Um, but she's much better at this one. We did play the old one, but it was hard. Yeah, and the old one is tough. It is tough. This one seems easier. <laughs> the levels are more complex, and some of the dishes you cook are more complex. Yeah. Some are really easy as well. Like, you can do salad, no cooking. Yeah. Uh, sashimi, no cooking, just chopped fish. Yeah. They're the early levels. And then you get on yeah. to um, uh, wraps, 
like um, burritos and pizzas yeah. and all the, the the normal stuff. And they get more complicated. And the the kitchens are more complicated in their layout, and the levels will change. Mm-hmm. So overcooked for anyone who doesn't know is multiplayer. Uh, you got it's online a, as well, isn't it? The new one. The new one is yeah. Got to get you on. What are you playing on? PlayStation Four. Oh well, yeah, might yeah. have to grab it then. It's um, it's sixteen. Sixteen ninety nine in August. They were out of stock though, annoyingly. Yeah. And then I didn't realise it was out on disc. Yeah, yeah, I bought it on disc. It's um, it, I got it for twenty quid. I paid the full whack. Yeah. It's thirty quid on Switch. <laughs> ten pound cartridge. Ten pound yeah. privilege of having it in a cartridge. Yeah. Um, it's it's the same price on the eShop, but on to get the physical copy, it's thirty quid. Ridiculous. So I got it on. I thought I'm just going to play it with my, with Nora anyway, and I'm buying this little pad, so we just get it. And it is very good. It's really good. I think your kids will get on better with this one. Yeah. The the easy. It's much easier to attain the single star and two stars. Three stars are still very hard. Yeah. But you can. Me and Nora. Um, we are on the last world, world six. A uh, couple levels in, mm-hmm. it has just got very hard, but it is, it's definitely easier. It's definitely easier to progress with a lesser skilled uh, companion, shall we say. Does it still have that horrible system that free-to-play games have where you have to have so many stars to keep progressing, or can you just get one star on each level and progress to the next? No, you still need to attain a certain amount of stars. But it's lower. It's... Well, because it's easier to get ones and twos. Yeah. It's it's that well, I only really noticed it that that was a thing in World Five, so I didn't even wasn't even aware of it until yeah. quite late on, and we have had to go back and get pick up some extra stars on earlier levels, but it wasn't as hard, like mm-hmm. because she's been getting better. It's when you go back, the new mechanics that were new then and tricky for her um much easier like conveyor yeah. belts on the floor you can throw food you can't throw yeah. pots pans but you can throw ingredients that's so kind of toss them around which is you have to in some levels because you'll be stuck in different parts no pathway between you. you have to throw to each other yeah I mean, it's good very good it's got a few things that i didn't like me and her play on the same system, obviously, she won't earn trophies. I do. In the last game, you both earn mm. trophies. This one's just the the main account. Oh. Yeah, and it's got a platinum. That's that wasn't in the first game. No. Uh, what else? Selecting characters a bit of a ball ache. You have to go right back to the main menu if you want to change your character. Really. So every time we unlock one, and it's like a squid or a alligator there's an eel yeah. she's like oh I want to change character I was like oh, okay back to the title screen yeah. change the character all the way back in in the first game mm. you just did it at the start of each level yeah and also on this one when you go into uh, a level on the first one you'd go in you'd see a picture and then you'd back mm-hmm. out if you go oh I hate that one I'm not doing that one and come out this one you yeah. have to go in it does a big load screen then you're in and if you don't like it, you have to quit out and hit the load screen again. It's, there's a lot of load screens. I don't know why. 
it's mm. like it's like lots of advances and a few yeah. steps back as well. But on the whole, it's very good. There's a few, mm-hmm. there's a few levels that um, like this one. It takes place in a hot air balloon, and you're yeah. chucking stuff to each other, and then suddenly the the central bit in the hot air balloon that kicks out the fire that will yeah. spit fire out. And you've got to run around putting out the fires. And then suddenly the whole thing will just crash and you'll find yourself landing in another kitchen on the ground. Yeah. And you've got new recipes, new ingredients, you're in a completely different kitchen. It's just changed. You're like, oh my God, hang on. Now you chop, I'll cook. I need some rice on it. Yeah. <laughs> and it all just changes. Like, where are the plates? Someone clean the plates. <laughs> So, I mean, the one thing that, that I can I think of, you know, like a lot of people think about different things when they talk about overcooked, but for me, it's how good those guys, because I think it's only two or three, isn't it, who make the games, are good at game design and level design. Mm, like, really good. I mean, it's, what would you say? It's, it's quite apt how well they must plan it, and then that conveys to the game how well you have to plan each stage to complete it to the maximum, you know, score or yeah. three stars. Yeah. I don't think uh, I've had a level on number two that I haven't enjoyed. Yeah. On the first one, I really hated the levels where the, the mice or the rats would come and steal food. Oh, God, that did my head in, that did. Yeah, that was I, I remember enjoyable. not getting far after that, but I'm going to have to go back to that. How far did you get in one? Oh, I, I can't remember because my kids just because we had all the DLC of it. There's like, oh, can we play the Christmas one? Yeah. Oh, that level's got fish and chips. Should we try that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm, bounce around. Mm. Yeah, but I always wondered: is it even possible to play it on your own and try and finish it? Um, I don't. I don't think I've done one player. What I did do on one map on the first game was use three player, just me and my little girl. She had one pad, I had two characters and one pad, because you do that split pad thing. Yeah. So I had two characters and one pad. So you could do oh, that. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so I could stand on switch pads to make certain things happen on the other side. Because mm. it was just, it was just made it a little bit easier because she was getting stressed. <laughs> <laughs> but like I say, on the second one, I don't know what's changed with her or the game's better at making it fun she doesn't get as angry with it she got quite yeah. angry in the first one sometimes or dejected but this one she's yeah. like oh let's do it again we can do better this time dad yeah and I'm like oh okay yeah brilliant <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm used to you like having a little strop and going off about yeah. that <laughs> I didn't even to be honest I wasn't sure if it was out yet yeah yeah so um, I might grab that I'll probably not just yet because obviously I haven't finished the original but Spidey's on the way as well so mm. I'll hang back a bit. Well, me and Nora, we've only had it a few days. She's still off school. Um, yeah. We've smashed through it. We're only on, um, we're on the last world, like I said, a couple of levels in. Mm. There's no DLC yet, obviously. I'm sure there will be. Yeah. I recommend it, though. It's really good. There'll definitely be some in time for Christmas, I guess. Yeah. And I'll have to buy it. She bloody loves it. It's her favourite <laughs> game. Tops all the Mario stuff and Pikmin, I think. Yeah. Loves it. Hopefully somebody will take that game design and do something else with it. You could, I'm going to guess you could apply it to not genres, but different types. It's you know just, what I mean? Yeah, it's just, well, it's a bit like Love is in a Dangerous Space Time. 
Yeah. I've not played That's that with a very good game. I've not. I've only played that on a friend's Xbox. I would recommend playing that on Easy with your children. Yeah, I don't know if she'd be up for it. Quite. I don't know. She maybe. She's surprised me with um, Overcooked too. Yeah, put her in charge of the shields. They love that. Okay, I do. <laughs> That's well, the shoot shields or shooting. Shields or shooting because if you put them in control of the spaceship, you just never go anywhere near the objectives. <laughs> oh. uh. Yeah, I'll have to get you when you get overcooked. Get yeah. you one, do some of the trickier ones, maybe. Yeah, have a crack at them. Mm. <laughs> it's good. Can I'm you play it like? Could you play it like four different people playing it online from four different venues? Like, I think so. I don't cool. see why not. We could smash cool, that cool, with cool. some proper players. You'd be shocked. I reckon more more adults, more trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I've only tried it with. Three. Three's the most I've tried with. It got a bit, <laughs> bit shouty. Yeah. Where's <laughs> my... <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's move on from that. You've completed the Talos Principle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love that. I really, really did enjoy that. Um, very proud of myself. I think there's 46... Um, let's call them stages... No, let's call them levels within stages because there's different hubs. Um, I completed them all without a help. But then I had to reload a save because I was on a platinum run. So I had to go back and do one, um, having help, even though I didn't need it because I'd already done it. And then I realised um, afterwards that I wasn't going to be able to get the platinum because I'd done something before you were supposed to do it. I did something in the wrong order so I couldn't get the platinum event and if I played for it I thought I'm not playing for it all again <laughs> um, it took me about two and a bit weeks to finish because there was there, there was times where I'd go on and um, I'd just be like oh my god I cannot solve this and I think it was when I'd been on and done three or four puzzles in a row so then I'd get to bed and then the next day this is what I loved about it I'd be at work and I'd start thinking about it and then I'd go oh yeah well why didn't I try that? And then <laughs> I'm I going home. <laughs> you know, it's that again. I'm going, going home. home. <laughs> and then I'd, I'd come back and work straight. And I was like, yes. And then I'd be on a roll and do two or three puzzles in a row. Mm. Um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, I've got to be honest, I wasn't paying much attention to the story and the, and you could do, there's like um, a kind of laptop or PC in every room you go into, every hub you go into. Mm. And you can communicate with the AI and whatnot about stuff, and I never bothered with that. Um, I just played it through for the puzzles, and it's a very, very. And the, the, the DLC is included as well, but um, I did the first few stages on that, and then I just, I don't know, I just, I didn't feel the need to carry on with it. It didn't feel, it felt inferior to the main game. It felt like DLC, mm. and I always think the best DLC feels like it's, a, it should, should have been in the game. Whereas this generally felt like it was just it was add on, mm. so um, I'm giving I'm giving up on the DLC. I'm going to delete it. But um, like I say, I must have got about six seven hours out of it easy, if not more. When you consider the time I was probably sat there thinking about something, and then I just turn it off, thinking I'll come back to it tomorrow. But uh, yeah, great game. This wasn't a PlayStation Plus game, was it? You bought this? No, no, I bought bought it. Um, probably, oh God, I wouldn't even like to admit when I bought it. If you know what I'm like. Um, Full price three years ago. <laughs> probably some stuff like that. Uh, no, it's definitely a sound item. But um, yeah, I mean, I said this to you, didn't I? If you enjoyed Portal, 
and those types of first person. Mm. I think you can play it in third person as well, to be honest. Oh, I like a third person, more than four person, first yeah. person. But the only thing I'd say if, if you do play it in first person is um, go to the options menu and take off the like, head bobble and shaky cam and stuff because I've heard a few people say, they, say it makes them feel sick because it's, I think it's 60 frames per second. Uh, yeah, just brilliant. Really clever puzzles and, you know, proper head scratches, but you stick with it. And then if you, when you go into a room, each room has a title. And sometimes it's a hint at how to complete it. Mm. Yeah, it's just I really, really enjoyed it. Like, I can't say it's it's not up there with Static because Static is up there with Portal Two for me. Um, Static is one of the all-time great puzzle games in my opinion. It's, uh, yeah, it is. It's, it is. Yeah, and then Paul, and then this is just is below those. Like it's not just behind those. Like say if you had ten out of ten, which for me Static and Thingy are bordering on ten out of ten. Total two. This would be like a solid eight eight point five for me for the enjoyment I got out of it. I can't. Sorry, just going back to the portal for a second. I can't split portal one and portal two. They are so you can play them back to back and they're just seamless. They're perfect. Yeah, they are like a whole entity. Yeah, I just think portal two is because obviously, like you say, they do feel like one game. But they obviously are separate games, but Portal 2 for me is it's one of the greatest games ever made. Mm, it's just, so good. Yeah. Love Portal. I should play that again. Can you play Portal 1 on PlayStation 4? I don't think you can. It's just, I don't know why, if, even if they don't want to make any more, just remaster Portal 1 or 2 and give them us on the PlayStation yeah. 4 and Xbox One. On a single, as a yeah. single game. Yeah. Most people would easily pay £30 for those two. I think I would. Yeah, I think I would. I forgot the puzzles, so I think I'd love to go back and do it all again. Yeah. Anyway, let's bounce on. <laughs> um, Hereditary. Last oh, We yeah. spoke on a podcast recently. I can't remember when we recorded it, but I had seen it, you hadn't, and now you have. Can Which... you give me a 30-second breakdown of your thoughts on it? Go. Yeah. Um I loved it. I went to see it with three people from work. They uh-huh. didn't like it. The cinema was laughing at the end. Just as the credits rolled, there was just like a, a smattering of laughter. It's like, I I get it. I liked it. Some what people don't getting? get the finale, do they? No. I, I really liked it. Did, did, did a lot of people get that they were like a satanic cult, cult do you think? I don't know. Which, and they, so, well, spoilers, spoilers. Yeah, big spoilers now. Obviously, if, <laughs> if you haven't seen Hereditary, just you're gonna have to tune out for mm. five, ten minutes. Actually, let's but, let's put a timer on the old phone and we'll talk for us five minutes, and then they can, so you can skip ahead. Okay. Right. So, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Timer, stopwatch. Uh, five minutes from now. Go. All right. Have you seen Rosemary's Baby? No. It's a Roman Polanski film, and Roman, Ro- Rosemary's Baby is about a young couple who move into um, an apartment, like I think it's in New York. The husband is an actor who's trying to make it be on Broadway or in films and whatnot, and the, his wife, I can't remember what she does. Basically, they move into He's having no success, but he makes a deal with one of the... with, with some of his... He, he, he strikes a relationship with his neighbours, and then they become good friends. He starts having a success... success becomes rich, she gets pregnant, everything's going well, blah, 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 blah. 
but then you start to realise there's these scenes where things are not what they seem and she has the baby and they take the baby from her and basically I'm not going to tell you but watch it it's absolutely fantastic Hereditary reminds me a lot about that because you watch Hereditary and for half the film you think where is this going mm. and by the end of the film you think well they've given me all the clues yeah and it comes together because I was kind of like oh, I'm enjoy- I-, I like it but am I enjoying it I like the atmosphere. I like what's going on, but am I enjoying it? And then by the end, I was like, yeah, I like that. It was good. Mm. The next day, when I was sit- sitting at work thinking it, I was thinking, no, I actually love that. Yeah. And I really want to buy it now and watch it again. <laughs> um, I clocked on quite early that it was something to do with, is it on pronouncing this right, Satanists? Yeah. And it was something cult. You know, like, I, I straight away I figured out when she looked at the um, the, the doormat and she went, oh, my mother, and I was thinking, right, there's there's one of the first clues. Mm. Like, there were other clues, but I was like, right, there's one of the first clues. This woman knows her mum somewhere. They are linked. So then when she came out that shop and she saw her and she looked over and went over to her, I was like, right, that's purposeful now. Mm. She's there on purpose to bump into her. Um, I didn't clock on to the, the daughter, obviously, until the very end. I don't think anybody would. And I never clocked on to the fact that they were looking for a male host. Mm. And that was the way to find the male host. Um, one, I've, I've read a few reviews and listened to spoiler-free reviews. And one person who doesn't seem to get enough credit in that film is, I think he pronounced it, Gabrielle Byrne, who plays the husband. The husband, yeah. He's absolutely brilliant. Mm. In every scene, just little things like the way he just looks across and the little hand on his son's hand, like and stuff like that. It just it makes every scene feel weighty, yeah, weighty, and he brings the family drama mm. into it. Like it could have just been like, oh god, do they really need to have it? But he makes it feel important. Mm. Um, obviously, Tony Clay magnificent as always the funny thing about the sun was I watched him two days earlier in um, Jumanji so I was a bit like oh he's in Jumanji and now he's doing this he's only in Jumanji a little bit but um, yeah I mean my take from it was they want to raise bring the devil or bring the devil kings whatever it was. I don't know he's one of the nine kings of hell yeah payment like that. Min, um, is it yeah is it they payment? obviously want to bring hell to earth somehow you know the satanists and her family, her daughter and mum, sorry, had done that to her with the baby, yeah. the daughter. Yeah. But they needed a male house. I didn't get the head cutting off thing. Was I there remember. a reason? I can't remember. I think there was, but I can't remember it now. I think where it really kicked in for me and really, I never got scared in it. No, I didn't. And people said was, it was really scary. Yeah, it wasn't scary. It was, it was, I wouldn't say unnerving, but it was. It was creepy in places like maybe unnerving is the right word, but the scene when Tony Collette quickly scrolls across the ceiling um, in oh, the yeah. room and yeah, out, yeah. and then when she's banging her head against the static door, that was disgusting. That was like exorcist levels of horrible. Mm. Um, the man standing in the corner in the dark, mm. up naked, those scenes really um, got on my skin. Yeah, creepy. Little things like that. Do you, yeah, think, um, do you think at the end it had worked? And Pagan Min, I can't remember his name, 
do you think he was in the host's body or do you think the son was just like oh my god and like smiling because he's like they've all lost it no I think he'd taken the host by then I did yeah I thought he'd taken him yeah I mean the the other scene which really rattled me was um, the death the death of the daughter oh Oh, my god right horrific can't talk about it (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Five minutes are up. And welcome back. <laughs> yeah, recommended. <laughs> yeah, rec- hereditary. If you haven't just listened to the spoilers, go and see it. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, you wanted to do a little rundown of the TV and film. Yeah, let me get um, my list up. A quick breakdown. Yeah, you've been watching a lot. Yes, as always. Right. You ready? I'm gonna give you five minutes again. I like this. I won't even. Thing. I won't need that. I won't need that. Okay. Well, I'll put it on just in case. This is okay. Dave on the TV. He's been watching. Right, Three, so we're... two, one. Cue David. <laughs> right. We reckon this is where I start off. Mother, um, Jennifer Lawrence, directed by I can't remember his name, but he directed um, Black Swan, The Wrestler, shit. Mm-hmm. Didn't enjoy it at all, um, yep. apart from the 20 minutes to the end, which were good, Didn't and about 15 minutes at the start, didn't enjoy that much. Um, in the Mood for Love, a Chinese film from God knows how long about two sets of adults who move into a flat and one set start having an affair, so the other set, obviously, husband X and wife Y start having an affair, so wife X and husband Y start talking and becoming very good friends. It's sort of implied that they might have had an um, affair, but they talk like they haven't done anything. Loved it, thought it was brilliant. Um, it's very old. It's it's on my tartan Asian list, so I had to get that done. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, way better than I expected. I, I, I didn't want to watch it. I recorded it for the kids. The kids was insistent. We all sat down and watched it together, and I laughed and laughed and laughed <laughs> a lot. I was just shocked at because I thought it was just going to be another rock film showing his muscles, but he actually shows some character in this. Very good. Watch it. Not as good as the original. Uh, Hereditary. We just done that good film. Then I watched this because Stephen King recommended it on Netflix. Caliber. Mm, you mentioned this in the last pod. Is it good? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I've, I can't remember the last time I was so tense and nervous watching a film <laughs> about the outcome of events. It just rattled me. I was at points where I was thinking, this is unbearable. I'm going to have to pause this and come back to this tomorrow. Oh, God. I'm just, playing Dead Space. Yeah, watch it, Calibre. Fantastic. Don't know if I want to. <laughs> then I blitzed through um, Mark Commode's Secrets of Cinema where he breaks down five different genres of a five different episodes which were an hour each. First one was, uh, oh, God, Rob Cobb, fantastic. Second one was Heist Movies, brilliant. Third was Coming of Age. Fourth was Sci-Fi. Fifth was Horror. Fantastic um, TV series on, on the BBC iPlayer. What's it called? It. Mark Commode does what? Mark Commode's Secrets of Cinema. Secrets down, of Cinema. Yeah, it breaks down like how they do the acts, act one, two, and three for certain genres, hmm. how they work, how they, you know, the right screenplays and scripts. Really, really good um, series. I loved it. Oh, I'll uh, look at that. Yeah, definitely recommend it. Watch it. It's uh, I mean, I watched the first two episodes in a row, and then I just a couple of days later, I thought, you know what, I'm going to get back into it. And then I watched the final three episodes together. 
Um, oh, I'm doing well here, aren't I? Very well. Don't Two minutes watch. 40. Left. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. Right. No, is that what I've got left? Two minutes yeah, 40? Yeah, yeah, no, no, you've had two minutes 40. Oh, right. <laughs> then I watched the film called Slumber, which was absolutely tragic. Well, I'll say tragic. The first 30, 35 minutes were good. It's a horror film. Um, and then it just went to shit. Maggie Hughes in it, who I like, uh, well, fancy. So, uh, <laughs> so I watched that and it was shite. Maggie um, Hughes. Great yeah. Love her. She's a model. She's um, probably too thin uh, for some people. Um, then I watched a film, I seen it on Netflix the other day and I thought, I'll just give it a watch because everyone tells me it's good. Jigsaw. Um, I haven't seen the last two Saw films, so I thought, I'll just give this a whirl. Because um, I heard it was a bit of a reboot for the series. Um, it's not a reboot. It's another sequel where they kind of mess with the timeline. And oh yes, this guy was in it from the very start. Who helps? Uh, um, it wasn't as bad as I expected. It wasn't as good as I was hoping it would be. The twist isn't great. The timeline thing they do is quite clever, but you know, predictable because they were always doing that in Saw. Um, it wasn't as gory as a as I thought it was going to be, which is a good thing in my eyes. Uh, but there were some like really like scenes in it. Mm. Um, and that is a wrap. Except for I did watch another one last night, but we'll wait for you to catch up on that. Yes, that's Triangle, which we will mm-hmm. pause the recording for. Yeah, and then we'll come back and record the second bit tomorrow because I still need to rewatch it. I watched it yeah. a while ago. I got on board the Blu-ray. But we're yeah. watching it for Netflix Club, so gotta squeeze that in. So I'll probably drop that bit here. So yeah, spoiler. F- uh, no, I'm not spoiler free. Spoilerific. <laughs> Spoilerific, yeah. Spoilerific. Triangle chat. Triangle was our film pick this time yep. for Netflix Club. It's a film we'd both seen before, but uh, just fancy watching it again. Yeah. So yeah. Holds it well. It does. Holds up really well. Holds up well on second view, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I could pick fault in the timeline because it's time, like time travel and manipulation. It's time loop, isn't it? Yeah, time loop, not time travel. I think, I remember last week I said, I think you can pick holes in it. No, there's not many holes to pick in it. And you said, oh, there is. And then today he texts me and says, I can't pick a hole. No. But, I watched it and found one, and I cannot remember it. And I, this is what I said to you. I should have took notes. <laughs> I can't remember the how I found this hole now. I think it was something to do with the mirror. The mirror? Yeah, you know where it says um, Jess and go to the theatre? Yeah. It was something to do with that, and I can't remember exactly what it was now. But regardless, it's nitpicking. Well, what is always a very good film. Oh, it's fantastic. There's there's three three of her on the boat, isn't there? Uh, any um, time. Yes. Is that not a hole in itself? I suppose when you think about it like that, the one scene, I think one of the holes I picked as well was when that lady crawls, I can't remember her name, a friend crawls to the top of the ship and there's a load of bodies there. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, with the red hair. Um, that's when I thought to myself, oh, where's all the other Jessies running around the boat? Wait, who's Jet? Which one's Jess? Not Jet. It's Jess. Jess is the the protagonist. Oh yeah, because she gets off. She gets off she... the boat. Only the dead bodies stay on the boat, and a lot of them get chucked overboard. And Jess gets off the boat. She keeps getting off. Yeah. Right. One in three get off. 
because it falls off and she wakes up on the beach. Yeah. Is that right? No, yeah. No, yeah. She does wake up on the beach, but then she goes back on the boat and hence the loop. Yeah. So there should be more of her. Yeah, you're right. Is it? I think. Is it like a visual metaphor for her being in purgatory because of the car crash and the way she treats her son? Because you know that scene at the end when she's looking at the bodies and the Mm. son's dead and her body's there. Are we really seeing that she had a car crash and they died and the taxi driver is her ride to hell? I mean, this is me just thinking outside the box for the explanation for the time loop. It could be because that taxi driver bit is weird. He's very off, isn't he? He's like... um, so do you want to ride fit. or what? Yeah. 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 So, do you oh, want to ride or what? I'm like, all right. It's just, and I thought to myself, yeah, that's really, that's the first bit of writing in the film. I thought, oh, that dialogue's really poor. Yeah. And then I thought, but is it purposely poor? And then he says, I'll leave the meter running. Mm. And I thought, there's something else behind that. Like, why isn't he just saying, she's given a destination. He wants, obviously, he just want pain there. But he's like, I'll leave the meter running. She's not, impl- she's never implied she's coming back, has she? Because obviously she knows what's going on then from that point on. She knows she's getting on the boat and what's going to happen afterwards, doesn't she? But she's got no money. So she could just say, well, he's not going to let her go without any money. So she'll probably just set up it back in a minute. But it's like you said, there's just something off about the taxi driver, isn't there? Like, I mean, obviously we're just thinking outside the box for the time loop. You know when M. Night Shyamalan, whatever his name is, appears in his own films... Yes. I feel like that guy might yes. be like the director or something. Could he shit? He's really I not kind an actor. Of got that. I was having that kind of like, is this the director having his little cameo? Or... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really not good. Yeah, then... a few directors do that, don't they? Like, I think Schneider does it in different ways. but Yeah, Peter Jackson pops up in all the Lord of the Rings. Does he? I yeah, not with the speaking part, just like, yeah. just like right in the camera. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's really off, and I think the rest of the cast is pretty good. Yeah, they wouldn't have just dropped the ball that big. So either it's the director, and that's easily solved with a Google. Yeah. But either it's him, or it's supposed to stand out and be weird. Yes, to make it feel even more weird. Like, or is he the the, the you know like like I was saying, it's purgatory. Is he like the keeper of that? dimension i don't know but uh, th- there's there's never a reason for it is they you can't believe it's a bermuda triangle thing because i don't think you're ever led de- even though it's called triangle the boat's called triangle the boat is you, called triangle the yacht sorry but mm. you, is it a yacht yeah yacht. Is it? but you're never kind of led down that path of it being the bermuda triangle are you but i suppose because it's at sea it's what pops into the mind mm. but are they all Australian? Is it from Australia or is it from America? I think it was shot in Australia, I do, because the, the cast are pretty much Australian with good to bad American accents. So, so you think it's supposed to be in America? Definitely. I mean... The band at the end and everything, that's very American. Yes, that's American. And then you've got the... Um, the, the obviously, they're all doing American accent. Is he doing an American accent? Um, Liam Hemsworth or not? I'm, I'm so bad at spotting accents, honestly, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I know they're Australian, not they're the Hemsworth brothers, but so I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, um, I'm going to go for it. It's based, supposed to be based in America. Mm. But did it's, you, it's definitely notice... shot in Australia. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think I'm it is. Sure it is. Would have been cheaper as well. Yeah. Did you notice at the end? And the first time I've spotted this, um, at the car crash, and there yeah. were the people are coming up to view the car and the accident. Yeah. And the camera pans along. The logo on the big drum is from the cruise ship. Oh. The um, what's it called now? The I uh, yes, yes, I noticed that at the end of the film this time. Yeah. I never noticed that first time. The Aurelius or whatever it's pronounced. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I did sure notice that... that the second time around. And that's where I kind of got the idea that, is it like, I watched a film not long back where it's all a dream, but the dream, it's it's shown to you outside where he pieces it all together so his mm. dream works. You know what I mean? Like how your dreams actually work. Mm. And I thought to myself, well, has she seen this? Has she seen that, like the seagull that hits her? It kind of follows her. Is it a case of she's put it all together or is it a case of, like we were saying, purgatory, hell, whatever? Or is it just a case of it really is just happening to her, this alternate dimension that she's trapped in? can't remember. I'm, I'm not sure. I can't remember. Um, I'm just thinking back to that hole we possibly found with the, her body not constantly appearing. Mm-hmm. But if she keeps getting back on the boat, there is a dead body. It's in on mainland. And I was just trying to think that because the one, the one body gets pushed over edge when she's got the mask on. She got, that body goes overboard. But that's the one that washes up on the beach. And no, no, no. When, not when she's fighting herself at the start. When she fights with the axe, mm. she swings at the one and that goes overboard. So that obviously drowns. No, because or that, does it? That's, no, that's later the one on that ends you up, see yeah. that again. Yeah. And then yeah, so at the end uh, she wakes she, up. Yeah, like you say, she's always off the boat, yeah. She's always ends up off the boat. When her second self appears, she then takes over that role of um, trying to figure it out. And then gradually, when the next set of bodies, um, the boat appears, she then becomes the... Yeah, she keeps up. The the vigil... I don't know what he's called, the killer, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've never got more than two sets of people on the boat, have you? There's always one set on the boat until they all die, and then, then another set turns up. But she somehow manages to have two sets on the boat. I don't, I can't, I can't figure that out, because I was thinking that, you know, when she says at one point in the film, yeah, she says, it resets when everybody dies. Yeah, but except her. Except her. She's special for some reason. That's yes. why it could be her own personal her, poetry. Yeah. I can't think what the, uh, the name of the ship, it had a meaning, didn't it? That other passenger said it was a Greek... Yes. Mythology thing, and I didn't pay any attention. I'm wondering if it's what, if it's a symbolism of what she's experiencing. Wasn't it some, uh, someone made to push the, a rock up a hill for eternity? Yes. And it keeps rolling back down, which is kind of what she's doing. Yeah. Hmm. A bit. They do that in a couple of the um, Greek myths, don't they? What's the other one? I remember it from God of War where. Every day he's on the crucifix and, he, and the, the crowds peck him to death. Yeah, and, and then he's reborn again the next day and he, he's eaten again. Yeah. So that's probably what's going on. The only thing is, the car crash and the dead body on land, that body should happen over and over and over. Yeah. Because the seagull that she chucks over, that yeah. accumulates. Yes. 
to what happens to the body. It's little things like that. It's, it is nitpicking, but when you're doing a toy, like a film that's based on time with time loops and like you say, um, time travel, then you kind of, you have to be expected to have the nitpicking, don't you? Mm. I think that perhaps the car crash in the street was the wrong way to do it. It should have like gone into the ocean off a bridge or something. Yes. And yeah, then, that would have been a... At the end, and you then could see like a load of cars at the bottom of the ocean. Possibly, yeah. Uh, I don't think that bit's thought through so well because, like you say, there should be multiple suns and multiple. Mm. I don't know, unless some of it see. I don't know. There's something you'd love to speak to the director about and pick his brain because you might have his it brain, too, didn't he? Say again. He wrote it and directed. Yeah. And played the taxi man. <laughs> yeah, you think he did. But it is, it, it, it's, without that, it's something you can sit back and really, really enjoy. Yeah, it will throw your brain a touch, but you haven't got to switch on, switch on like you do, like, say, you know, like Fight Club where you, and Inception to an extent where you, you really have got to try and figure it all out. Like Memento is a perfect example where the time plays mm. a, a really big part. And if you switch off in that film, you just you will just be, get lost. But um, you can sit back and enjoy that and appreciate it, and then watch it again and enjoy it and appreciate it, but figure it out again. Yeah, and I think really that's good. why I enjoyed it just as much second time because I, was, I, was, I understood it more what was happening and tried to figure the, it out a little bit. I think it's the third third time I've watched it. I really oh, like second it. for me. I think it's a really good film. I don't know if it's classed as horror or. I don't know what category you put it in, but... It's not quite horror. No. It's just really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you like that, the other one that I think you should watch is called Predestination. Is with that Ethan part of the Final Destination series? No, no, it's got nothing to do with that. It's, I, won't, I won't say nothing about it and don't watch a trailer and don't read a synopsis. Just go off my recommendation of write it down, whatever, Predestination with Ethan Hawke. That's about time and, you know, time travel. And that's 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 one of the better time travel films I've seen where they don't really mess up that much with the timeline. Mm. It is works it on, really well. Is it on Netflix? I'm not sure if it's on Netflix. I watched it. It pops up on Film 4 now and then. Pre-what? Destination? Pre-destination, yeah. Two words? Uh, I think it's one in this case. Very good film. No, it's not on Netflix. Sorry. There's so we'll much on Netflix. Just check Film 4 every... I always check Film 4 every day, just in case something pops up on that I want to see. Mm. And Predestination's a very good film. The, um, that film you told me to watch that was recommended by Stephen King. Yeah. I think that Calibre. Up, yeah. Oh, it is Calibre. I was going to ask you. It popped up... Oh, no, this is different. It's for Calibre. Calibre, C-A-L-I-B-I-B-R-E. I know it is that. This, the film that popped up after I watched Triangle, because mm. I, have, I have the Blu-ray, but I watched it on Netflix, obviously. Yeah. Um, was Calibre. But I was surprised because it's a 55% like chance that I'll like it or however that algorithm So I don't works. get that now. Is that that's not a case of fifty five percent of people liked it, there's a fifty five percent chance you'll like it or it's in your tastes. That, should I, say. Think it, I think it's in my tastes. Yeah. But I, I it's British or Scottish? Something. It's I watched Scottish. a bit of the trailer. 
The yeah. one thing I don't do on Netflix now is if, unless I hate a film, I don't dislike anything because mm. I don't want it to mess up my genres. Just because I don't like a slasher, that I don't want the other slashers that might be good or unheard of not popping up in my um, time, you know, in my um, recommendations. Yeah. Because when I go down my dad's and see the, his recommendation list, there's films on there I never even knew were on Netflix, and you're like, Jesus, I want to see that. <laughs> I never knew that was on there. Well, yeah, I did the same thing. When I was searching for Triangle, mm. it hadn't ever popped up to tell me it was in there, so I typed in Triangle, like T-R-I, and loads of stuff came up. I was like, oh, yeah. I like that. I wanted to watch that, so I've added like a bunch of stuff to my list. Yeah. My list is ever-growing. Oh, God, mine's huge. as well. Mine's got stuff on there I've seen before, but I want to watch again. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's constantly growing. Netflix is... I mean, I said to the missus um, about... Sky, I says, um, once our, this current track runs out, I'm thinking about just jacking it in and getting a, a telephone and broadband deal and um, just sub, sub into Netflix. Because I use a friend. She's like, oh, because she likes the box upstairs, the recordings and stuff. But I says, we'll just get a basic package and you can have the box upstairs and I'll just have nothing down here. I'll just use Netflix down here. Mm. I, so, I don't watch regular telly ever. I record my TV and then watch a lot of it. But um, Danny records trash that she watches. Yeah. But I don't. I'll, even if there's something on BBC, I watch it on iPlayer. Yeah. Uh, when we were on I, holiday, I yeah. didn't take my um, Amazon stick, which was stupid of me. But yeah. um, putting on just regular television and seeing what's on is such yeah. an old, like. It's just mind blowing that that's how it yeah. used to be. Yeah, I it's like my I friend said to me, "Oh, get a fire stick. You can watch this and that and that and this." And I'm like, yeah, but I have to watch it then. And they're like, yeah, and I'm like, no, I don't live like that. I record stuff and watch it when I want to watch it. That's just how I do my TV and films. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't like say if you said to me, "Oh, Dave, look, I like Sherlock on Sky Living. It's on it every Tuesday at eight o'clock and Arrow and Flash and stuff like that." I don't watch them at 8 o'clock. The main reason I don't watch them at 8 o'clock is because I can't stand adverts. Yeah. I'm not spending 15 minutes of every hour or 10, 15, whatever it is, watching adverts. So I record and I fast forward. Mm. That's how I do my TV now. See, Danny watched um, The Bake Off, which is yeah. now Channel 4. Yeah, and his adverts. Yeah, advert, and you can't skip them, obviously. But the most annoying thing is she watched a bit of it this morning with breakfast and then her and Nora finished it this afternoon yeah but uh, you go to resume the program and it didn't yeah. remember because the, the four app is crap yeah so you had to like watch a set of adverts fast forward to the first ad break watch those adverts which were the same adverts fast forward to the next ad break yeah. watch those adverts <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous it's so stupid they need to sort that out for do Mm. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> Didn't you hear that? Or is it yep. gone? No, no, I can hear it. I can hear it. I mean, I can hear it. Or I lasagna. Hear it. <laughs> it's not homemade. It's just oven cooked or lasagna. Mm. Still alright? Yeah, I do like lasagna now and then. Yeah, so... um. We're going to pick another Netflix recommendation now, haven't we? Oh, yeah, we have. Well, have you watched Ozark yet? 
No. Oh. I really want to watch it. Have you seen it? I've seen one. I need to watch two. Season two, episode two. Season two is out. Did you finish Happy? Yes. Well, I'll finish Happy for the next show, so we can talk about that. Um, that you know what? Let's, should we just pop that off? No, I really want to finish it. I've only two episodes left. Okay. But have you finished it? I've finished it, yeah. All right, we'll just wait till next episode, and we'll just have a quick chat and just should see we what we can do about it. Should we pick a let's film pick as well? Let's yeah. Don't, we're a bit happy. Don't, like, it's not a choice, but just like, yeah, let's pick a film. Okay. I wish we could do like a random thing. Remember like on Pez, we used to press square and randomise your team? Yes. <laughs> I wish we could do that. We could somehow do that with random letters. Uh, could anyway, do. Let's see. Let me but then see. knowing me, I'd be like, oh God, I really don't want to watch that. <laughs> Well, let's see. I'm going <laughs> to close my eyes and hit some random things on my phone and see which films right. pop up. On We've the both got to agree on it. That's fair, then, yeah. Okay, I've got my eyes But closed. then I'm going to feel bad if you say yeah and I'll feel like saying no. <laughs> Hang on. Right, I've typed in... Oh, I didn't like that. It's not a word. Let me try again. Right, three letters. P-F-T. Oh, it's all kids' films. Peppa Pig. B-movie. Dog Squad. But what have you got on your list? Because we could do with getting through our list. That's true. Let's scrap this. Can you scroll through your list now? Because you could scroll through it and then I could say stop. <laughs> okay. So I've got... Oh, let's watch it again. Where's my list? Uh, Calibre. The Mist, which I think is a series. I've got The Purge. Didn't know that was on there. I added that. I've seen that. Uh, good one. I, I Kill Giants. I've heard that's good. When's that been added? I don't know. I found it by accident. All right, I'll have that. I never knew that was on there. Um, the After Party. I don't think I've heard of that. That's a Netflix original based around hip-hop. I don't know how they haven't advertised that to me. But again, I found it by accident. Mm. Um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, know. great film. Is it? I thought I'd heard good things, so I've added it to my list. Oh, I told you about that. Did you? Yeah. Uh, how it ends. How the word, yeah, that's um, a series, isn't it? I'm not sure. I'd have to click on it. Just keep going for a minute. There's so many seasons. Series. series. This looks good. Annihilation. <laughs> have you watched that yet? Yes. I wish I'd have seen that at the cinema for the sound effects at the end. Have you seen it? No, I've not watched. Oh, my God. There's this really bassy sound. I think someone told me that that Drake bloke uses it in the trailer for his album. Drake? Yeah. He used the some of the score from um, Annihilation for an advert for his album. Mm. It's this weird, like, like noise. It's, like, really, it's one of the coolest sound effects I've ever heard. And... I wish I'd have heard it in surround sound in the cinema when it came out. I mean, I can't switch my computer at the moment, otherwise I'll go through my list. All right, I've got the I of caring. Have you ever seen I, I, I Know What You Did Last Summer? Yeah. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> oh, my God. I've just drank tea. It's good down the wrong pipe. Okay. <laughs> One minute. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god, I thought I was gonna die then. <laughs> Woo! 
too, too big of a gulp. Um, you know, when you swallow and breathe at the same time, being a greedy pig. Um, <laughs> don't think you're supposed to do that, Dave. Sorry, mate. Um, let me think. You're about to tell me what's something you were Did you pick triangle? You did, didn't you? Yeah. Let's go for... I really want to watch The Road, which is a bit like The Last of Us, but I think it might be too depressing. I've started that before. I, I sensed where it was going, and I was like, no. Oh, I've got one. I've chosen. Oh. <laughs> okay. I am the pretty thing that lives in the house. It sounds like a horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. See, this has never been pushed to me. Never seen yeah, this Yeah, I've liked the last couple of years really I think horror is now my like favourite genre so I think that's why like I get a lot of stuff pushed towards me now with the horror genre mm. right so I've added it to my list okay what is it called again I am the pretty thing that lives in the house yes it's a mouthful isn't it yeah it's not that long either cool right that was it so I'll let you eat and we'll wrap it up. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening. This has been the We Don't Grow Up Podcasts. Podcast. podcast. <laughs> um, if you want to catch us on Twitter, the podcast is at We Don't Grow Out. I'm at Anthony Hobbs. Dave's at Dave Holmes82. Yeah, still your handle, isn't it? What, yeah? I've just changed the actual thing to meh. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we'll uh, catch you next time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, I should have done that my creator's voice. Boy. I am... The pretty thing 